How many minutes can a prosecutor kneel on your neck? Coming up today on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The three men who were in the Ahmad Arbery case were convicted of various types of murder, felony murder, uh, and a more extreme murder for the guy who shot Ahmad Arbery. And they got previously mentioned, but the, the lawyers on YouTube, they're like, these guys are going down for murder, and uh, they were right. You know, they, they said Rittenhouse would get off, and these guys would go down, and they were right. So, you know, what does it mean? Well, I guess it shows you that American juries are not racist, you know. Is America racist? Well, I mean, you know, America's the least racist country on the planet. I've talked about that before. There's data to back that up. But I guess, in particular, American juries are not racist. I think a lot of people thought that, you know, this might go the other way because it was white jurors and a black man who died. So, I mean, I agree with the verdict. Uh, you know, based on the law, they were guilty, and they were found guilty. So that's all wonderful. But let's try and go beyond the standard fare. Let's see. I guess the first thing to say is that, so they were found guilty because they didn't have first-hand knowledge that he was a burglar or you know they knew you know they knew he committed a burglary previously but they didn't know he had done it just then i mean he hadn't done it just then i don't think so basically they were not allowed to do a citizen's arrest like you got to be catching someone pretty much in the act to do the citizen's arrest and that's not what they were doing so now when you go chase someone with your when you grab your gun and you grab and you get in your truck and you chase someone down that ain't legal and I would not be went on to be chased down by someone in a truck and a gun. I mean, that would be terrible. That must have been terrifying. But the anti-woke part of this is that, um, like, they didn't have first-hand knowledge of the stuff. But basically, every single thing that they thought about Ahmaud Arbery being a bad person, you know, whatever, being a burglar, doing lots of burglary, going to their neighborhood to case out joints for more burglary, all of that stuff was true. But it just wasn't relevant to the case. Or it was considered inadmissible because they didn't know that right then, right before they did what they did. So if you don't know, you know, whatever. If you don't, if, basically, if they had the information that I have now, after we've seen everything that has happened, they probably could have gone and done a citizen's arrest. But they didn't have that information, so it was totally illegal for them to go do that. It's called false imprisonment. False imprisonment when you uh, chase someone down and try and hold them against their will. And then uh, when they get killed, you know, if they grab the gun that you're holding to falsely imprison them, then that's not self-defense because they grabbed the gun. That's murder because you were imprisoning someone. And then when they fought back, they died and you shot them. And so murder for you, buddy. But the kind of interesting thing is that, so like in the Rittenhouse case, he was innocent. The videos show that he was innocent. And the prosecutor brought the case against him anyways, I think for political reasons. So that was like prosecutorial misconduct. But in the Ahmad Arbery case, there was also prosecutorial misconduct. Because like the video came out and made the whole case famous. But like, I don't know, maybe two months before the video came out, the local DA or whoever said, oh, that's self-defense. It didn't charge the three white guys with anything. I mean, maybe he thought that they were justified and whatever, but it wasn't an open and shut case. It should have gone to a jury. So basically, there was prosecutorial misconduct in the Ahmad Arbery situation too when some DA said, don't charge him. 
And then, you know, a couple of months later, the video comes out, the public is outraged, and then a different DA comes in, comes in and did charge them. And I don't know, but like, you know, like if you keep your knee on someone's neck, you know, if you ever heard of, if a cop keeps their knee on someone's neck, if you ever heard of that kind of thing, well, then maybe they go to prison. But as far as I can tell, pretty much like if you're a prosecutor, like say you're a prosecutor and you just, I'll tell you what, like I would much rather have a cop keep their knee on my neck for nine minutes. I mean, hell, they can do it for a damn hour. I'd much rather have that happen than a prosecutor do some sort of BS and, you know, get my, and throw me in prison for, for stuff I didn't do, you know, for the rest of my life. Like, I don't know how many years of prison it would take before I kill myself, but like, you know, if you, if you give me a 20 year prison sentence, I would kill myself. I'm not going to prison for 20 years. Screw that. But anyways, when a cop does something bad, I mean, whatever, they, they may go to prison for murder, but, uh, when a prosecutor is throwing around life sentences willy-nilly, or maybe letting people go who, uh, letting murder, you know, throwing around life sentences or letting murderers go, I don't think there's anything that really comes down on them. And I believe every once in a while a prosecutor is charged with something, something, but it's like, whatever. Cops. Cops are going to, whatever. If you, if you think a cop is going to get off, that's absolutely nothing compared to a prosecutor getting off. Well, Twitter handle at Religion of Woke. And please go commit some sort of racially charged crime that will get the media to lie so I can talk about it. Thanks for listening.